Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. The chicken genius talk about the sherry question from Ken McElroy. How about five traits of millionaires that I know? And of course, we will talk about bed day. We got the one and only Sonny here. He wanted to say hi to you all. He was uh, climbing up my leg, so we'll, uh, we'll put him down. Alrighty, folks, let's get into it. So if you don't know who Chicken Genius is, Chicken Genius is someone out of Singapore who uh, made a name for himself during the pandemic and was simply killing it in the stock market. He is, a, near as I can tell, a former trader, has a great understanding of the macro environment and is someone that I watch. He doesn't do a lot on YouTube anymore. He has definitely migrated over to X or Twitter. I caught a speech that Chicken Genius gave about inflation. And I thought his insights on inflation were important for you and I to discuss because if he's right, if he is right, it may change what you and I do going forward. So let's get into Chicken Genius and what he had to say. First, Chicken Genius made a very important point. The world changed, the financial system changed in his opinion, the day Silicon Valley Bank went bust and nothing happened. Of course, Chicken Genius is talking about the bank funding emergency process that was rolled out where banks could pledge 10-year notes at par, all of that. Chicken Genius calls that stealth QE and basically went on to say that is a sign that the powers that be will not let the system fail. They will do everything they can. All of his talks started there. Then he moves forward and he talks about inflation. What he did around inflation was interesting. I don't know if he's right, but it's interesting. He broke inflation into two parts. He called it high street. For you and I, I will call it main street. What do you and I buy? gas, food, clothing, stuff, right? There is that inflation bucket, which again, according to Chicken Genius, is on the slow decline to 2%. That is where it gets interesting, the second bucket. In the second bucket, he puts uh, assets, scarce assets. Now he is calling it commodities. He is obviously very, very big into crypto and real estate. Basically saying, hey, if you go back to what happened after Silicon Valley Bank, the powers that be aren't gonna let the system fail. What does that mean for fixed or scarce assets? It could mean we have, he called it monetary inflation. Again, you and I will just simply call it asset inflation or debasement of the currency, whatever you are comfortable talking about. What is interesting to me, again, obviously completely biased, when I look at real estate, my portfolio, 
not only is it kind of an inflation hedge, remember we have a shirt that says, I use inflation to get rich, ask me how. I've had that for two years. But you've got to remember, at least in the United States, we have the magic of the 30-year mortgage. So what we are able to do with real estate is we're able to fix the expense side and we let inflation run on the income side. Also, we should point out something that we haven't talked a lot about a 30-year mortgage is it's a one-way bet. What do I mean by a one-way bet? What do you do if you lock in a 6% mortgage and mortgage rates go to 8%? You do nothing. But what happens if you have a 6% mortgage and rates go to 4%? You refi. So again, not only do we have a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, we also have a one-sided bet. If it gets better, we can take it. If it gets worse, who cares? That is something very interesting, and that is why I was able to call the great real estate crash in transactions, because we saw all of this coming. So again, you can follow Chicken Genius on X or Twitter. He does a lot more content there these days than YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was interesting. Main Street inflation, asset monetary debasement of the currency inflation. A lot of people talk about inflation as one bucket. I think he is on to something. I think there are two parts. So again, something I will be digging into more, something I will be thinking about more, but I thought I would share. Ken McElroy, just this morning, Ken McElroy asked this question on Twitter or X of which I replied. So if, you've, if you are on Twitter or X, you can follow me at one rental at a time. Ken McElroy asked, basically, why is everybody afraid of becoming an entrepreneur? I think that's a fair question. I think over the last month or so, you have seen me talk with folks like Jason and others about being an entrepreneur or about being an employee. So basically, I did. I replied to Ken and I basically said, Ken, I couldn't imagine being an entrepreneur with headcount and having to make payroll. That would drive me insane. But I am very comfortable being an employee, living below my means, and investing the difference. If you go back to the cash flow quadrant, right, employee, small business, big business, investor, I think. The goal is to be the investor, or at least that's how I read the book. So I was an employee and an investor. I could not imagine having employees. I could not imagine having the stress of making payroll. It would, it would probably eat me alive. I again think there are people perhaps like Ken, like Gary Vee, like Alex Hermosi, like Ryan Pineda, who make entrepreneurship sexy, and I would argue they make it the goal. I don't think it is the goal. If that's who you are and that is how you are wired and you don't get these butterflies and stress signals like I would, go for it. But let's not talk down to employees. Employees, A, could have a career. Are you an architect, a dentist, a lawyer, a salesperson, whatever? There are great careers that play, pay great money that you can do great things with. You can also just be a straight up employee 
live below your means, don't inflate your lifestyle, stack paper, get really good at something, and earn financial freedom in 10 years. I am really starting to get behind the idea that being an employee and doing these other things is the path to financial freedom for most people. So Ken, I gave you my thought on X. Let's see if you reply. And again, you can follow me at one rental at a time. Five traits of millionaires that I know. So again, folks, if you don't know, I just got off a river cruise. River cruise had about 180 passengers. The average net worth of the people that I spoke with on that cruise had to be about $10 million. If you don't know, a river cruise is ridiculously expensive. So if you get on a river cruise, you have some disposable income. So one of the things that happens when you're on a 14 or 15 day cruise and there's only 180 people, you start to get to know everybody and you get to know their stories. So again, of the, the, the average net worth of the folks on the boat was 10 million. These are the traits that I kind of pulled together over a couple of weeks. Oh, where's my list? Here it is. One, they are generally positive people. They believe that the world would be better in the future. They don't know how, they don't know what, but they are generally positive. I, to date, have not met a doomer who is a millionaire. I haven't met them. People that are negative stick their head in the ground or run around like Chicken Little. The millionaires and the multimillionaires that I met on that cruise are generally positive. Now, they aren't all sunshine and rainbows. They know there are risks. They, they, have, in, they have insurance. They have all these things. But they generally lean positive. Number two, they clearly understand delayed gratification. Whether they were a lawyer or a doctor who built big practices, whether they were entrepreneurs who built small businesses from one location to many, whether they were employees that live on a pension and have investments, whether they were real estate investors, they understand delayed gratification. They don't uh, have FOMO. They are willing to place small incremental bets over years and decades for a future outcome. Number three, they believe in themselves. They believe that they can do it. They don't have, you know, unconscionable kind of, you know, belief, but they know that if they do the work, they keep moving forward, they'll make mistakes, but they can pick themselves up and they can keep going. You got to believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. Four, all the folks that I spoke with, and I spoke with probably half the boat in general, so about 90 people, all of them made most of their money in one thing. One thing. Was it a practice? Was it a business? Was it real estate? One thing. They didn't diversify. They were frankly unbalanced. I am really, really starting to harp on this one. I know there's diversification. In fact, Stanley Druckenmiller, just today, Stanley Druckenmiller said, diversification is the most misguided concept taught in business school. The greats don't diversify. Again, 
I was on a boat, average net worth was 10 million or above, almost, I can't think of anyone. So of the half the boat that I spoke with, they all got rich in one area, one. And number five, bad stuff happens. They take full responsibility. I think there was a book by the Navy SEALs uh, called Extreme Ownership. I think of that. I'm blanking on his name at the moment. If you haven't read that book, it's one of my highly recommended. Jock, Jocko, Jocko Willick, highly recommend. I actually got an autograph from him. I like that. That's one of my, it's one of my treasures, the Jocko Willick autograph. Number five, again, they take full responsibility. They, they don't blame others. They don't get in this pity party. They just, they make the mistake, they learn, they try to not do it again, and they move forward. There's a lot of wisdom, I think, in these five traits. Ask yourself, where are you on these five traits going forward? Out-of-state investing masterclass. I brought this up yesterday, but I think it was important enough to bring up today because there's a lot of people that watch on Monday that don't watch Sunday. Folks, the one and only Millennial Mike gave a master class on investing out of state and we are giving it away for free. If you don't know, I'm, I'm hosting a one-time only 10-day boot camp. Day eight was out of state or out of area investing. All you have to do is go to the brand new or relatively new YouTube channel called Best of ORAT, O-R-A-A-T, Best of ORAT. You will find there a master class, two-hour master class on investing out of state and out of area. I want to thank Millennial Mike. I want to thank the folks uh, that were part of the boot camp that really made that go because we are helping more and more folks. So folks, I want you to go to Best of ORAT for two reasons. Well, one reason. I'm trying to monetize that channel. Yes, I'm selfish. I want to get paid on that channel. I need help in two things. One, I need a thousand subscribers. We're about 225 away. So if you can go to that channel and subscribe, I would greatly appreciate it. Number two, I need 4,000 watch hours. We need about 1,500 more. And I just gave you a two hour video. In fact, if you go to that channel, you can find other discussions from the bootcamp. So, you could do me a favor, go there, watch the video, subscribe. I would appreciate it. And again, two hours, no ads, no ads. That channel is not monetized, so you can watch it straight through and see a master class on investing out of state. So, Fed on Wednesday. I think the question, the only question for Wednesday is if, if the Fed talks when the cut rates in the statement. So again, on Wednesday, we're going to hear from the Fed, no rate increase, pause. We're going to get a statement, and then we're going to get a Q&A. Jerome Powell in the Q&A is going to get grilled endlessly about rate cuts. I want to know, will it make the statement? That's really the only thing that I think is of interest or of note to, uh, coming up. And then acquisitions. Again, just a week ago, I called 2024 the year of acquisitions. Man, I'm really glad I did that because we have more already. Macy's. 
received a $5.8 billion buyout offer from Arc House Management. And just this morning, where is it? Somebody else bought, oh, Occidental Petroleum just bought, or is buying Crown Rock for $12 billion. Folks, again, the next 12 months, the year of acquisitions, mergers, all of it, it is going to happen. It is destiny at this point. And then lastly, folks, yesterday I announced we had two VIP tickets suddenly become available. They were sold out in five minutes. We just had two general admission tickets come available for Vegas. If you want to come to Vegas, buy them right now. There are two tickets General admission, 199 Saturday, Sunday, February 17th, 18th, in person, ask questions, network, take pictures, have a great ORAT experience. Two tickets left. Last, virtual event, 99 bucks. If you go to the Eventbrite link, I put the agenda so you can plan your Saturday and Sunday. Also, I've made it clear, if you buy the virtual event, because I don't think anyone, myself included, would sit through 20 hours straight what, I, what I'm doing is you will get the video after the team chops it up. Frankly, we've only sold 17 tickets. I'll be honest. I'm a little disappointed. I thought we would sell more. Again, I shared earlier, the virtual event is costing me an additional 14,000 bucks because I need two cameras. I need to pay two people. It's a whole thing. Everything in Vegas is ridiculously expensive around events. So I asked you if you wanted a virtual event, seemed like a hundred of you said yes. So we're doing it. I know maybe you're going to buy later. I get it. I understand. But hey, do me a favor. Let me, let me understand that I'm frankly not going to lose money on that part of the business uh, and buy the ticket. That would be great. So again, folks, Monday, December 11th, Chicken Genius talks about two types of inflation. Ken McElroy talks about, hey, why isn't everybody an entrepreneur? I give you five traits of being a millionaire, the out-of-state master class, acquisitions, fed on Wednesday. That was a great daily show. Take care. Have fun. Bye.